Hey fam, <laughs> hello, 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 family, I'm, bringing this word, okay, I just woke up, y'all already know, so bear with me, but we're going to do the work of my father, okay, and today we're going to talk about harvesting what you plant, okay, and that's in Galatians 6, and God really has me, like, talking about what we harvest within ourselves and also what we harvest into people because you will get what you plant in a person. You will get what you plant in yourself. Okay. Let me start reading. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Okay. First of all, boom. If somebody, you know, is overcome with sin and they are believers, says you should gently and humbly, excuse me, gently and humbly bring that person back to the right path, right? And not to fall into that same, same temptation yourself. You got to be in the spirit, right? One thing I want you to hold on to that Jesus said, he said, if you love me, you're going to obey my commandments, when you love him, you're going to obey his commandments. Now, God is so good, right? That when you come to him, you ask him to explain why to you. Like, why is this a command? And God begins to give you that godly wisdom. You will begin to see why you should listen to what he said, right? Because I don't know about you, but you know, a lot of times, when you're a child, your feelings get disregarded. It's just do what I say. Just do what I say. But the 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 question that most kids have when you tell them not to do something is why, right? And when you really think about it, it's nothing wrong with them asking why, right? Because, you know, we'd be like, don't question me. But no, question me because you need the wisdom I can give you. If I tell you, don't touch that pen because it's hot and you don't understand that and you say why, it's my job as your parent to tell you it's hot and it's going to burn your hand if you touch it. Then they're going to think about it. But you just saying, no, don't do it. It makes that, that child more curious. Like, well, why can't I touch it? And then they find out why. So come to God. Get good godly instruction, good godly wisdom, good godly knowledge, and you'll be able to execute what God is telling you to do in your life, right? If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Okay, that part right there. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. That's not love. When you act in rivalry, that's not love. Focus on what you got. God got a calling. He got a plan. He got a purpose over your life. You focus on that. Don't be looking over at this person, looking over at that person, see what they're doing. You focus on yourself. You focus on yourself. You grow yourself. Okay? Now, I'm saying with the leading of the Lord, because you can't do it by yourself, but you focus on what God has told you to do. Don't look at nobody else's relationship with the Lord and, and compare and contrast. No, you just stay in your own lane, child. You stay in your own lane. It, it's, it's good to admire and to appreciate what another person is doing, but you stay in your own lane. Mm. 
child. It's so funny, right? Because you ever be driving in a car, right? And a person in front of you be driving so slow. And you might be driving a, 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 like a sedan so you can't see who's in front of them. But then you finally switch the lane on them. And you see that, okay, in this lane, this lane moves faster. And there ain't even nobody in front of you. So I'm about to go back in front of you. And then you just be good. You be coasting after that, right? It's the same thing in your life. You can st- try to stay behind somebody and want to follow them and stay the same speed. But sometimes you got to switch the lane on them. You got to switch the lane on them. You got to go in your own lane. And you got to go and do the things at the speed that God has for you. You can't compare yourself to other people. Your story, your life, your testimony, all of that is not like the next person's. God sent you down here on a specific mission. And I need you to understand that. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for those teachers. Sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. God knows what you're doing. And he said you will harvest what you plant. What you allow to come out your mouth. You will harvest that. If you live in a life of your flesh, you are going to inherit death and decay. That is what you want to harvest. Right? Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Okay, so we see that um, we go back to Genesis chapter 2, no, chapter 3, right? We harvest what we plant. We reap what we have sown, right? And we see that when the serpent tempted Eve, it was a temptation. There's no sin in the temptation, I'm going to say this again. When you are tempted to sin, the temptation is not the sin. The sin is when you do what you are tempted to do. There's no sin because Jesus was tempted. Jesus is the spotless lamb. There's no sin in temptation. It's just the opportunity presenting itself to you, right? God wants you to overcome the the opportunity to sin. God wants you to overcome that temptation. Remember, he told um, Cain, he said, watch out because sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you are to subdue it and be its master. I'm preaching to somebody today. God said, watch out. Sin is at the door, eager to control you. But he said, you must subdue it. So if he told Cain back in Genesis, like Genesis chapter four, and Jesus ain't come on the scene. Well, you know, Jesus is on the scene, but you get what I'm saying? Like his, his blood didn't flow until the New Testament, which is, um, 
What's that? What's that? What's that? What's the dude? Uh, wait, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus is in the whole Bible, though. Don't, don't act like he ain't in the Old Testament. He is in the Old Testament, too. But he came on the scene scene, right? Everybody got to see him in the New Testament, is what I'm saying. But back in Genesis chapter 4, God has said he still gave the power to subdue sin, this is something that he has given you. This is a gift he has given you to subdue that sin in your life. But you have to admit that that's what you want. You want to do that. You want to be like that. You want to talk like that. You want to act like that. That's what you want to do. We're not blaming the devil. We're not blaming them demons. We're not blaming other people. We're going to take a, accountability for our actions. And it's that what we wanted. I wanted to do that, Lord. I seen the fruit and it looked good. Mm. Listen. You go to up to verse, down to verse. Well, verse one. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that you are not, we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. See, the opportunity presented itself. It was the temptation. Right there, that was the temptation. You won't die. You, you, why can't you eat that tree from the, from the fruits of that tree? You ain't going to die. God just, God just know that your eyes is going to be open and you're going to be able to see just like him. You're going to be able to see good and evil. You'll be able to know it. Right? And it said the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. It wasn't about, oh, the devil has so much power over her. It was about what she wanted on the inside of her. Within herself, she wanted to obtain wisdom outside of God. She thought she could make herself equal to God, not realizing that she was made in the image of God. So she came from God. So any wisdom God has, like he'll he he give it to you. Like God would I rebuke you if you ask him, right? But she was convinced when she looked at that tree. She saw something with her, 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 her human eye and she wanted it. She lusted after what it would bring her. Mm, let's not even talk about lust because many people are in lust and calling it love. But listen, that's just a different story for a different times for a different place because God got to show you what true love is. And this is like a little, little, a little, little quick something for somebody. God got to show you what love is because all your life you just lived in lust. And I pray that whoever hears this, their spirit gets convicted because this needs to be said to you. Your whole life, you lived in lust. You did not live in love. You do not know what love is. Remember in that Love is Blind song with Eve, she said, what you think is love is truly not. You need to elevate and find. That's the true child. But what you think is love is truly not. It's not love when, when that man is disrespecting you. 
It's not love when that man is putting his hands on you. It's not love when people around you are manipulating you. It's not love. That's not love, sweetheart. That's not love. That's not love when you feel like you have to do something for somebody, for them to stay. Because love does not demand its own way. Love is love, period. Period. And we all know God is love. But what I'm saying is, I didn't even know we was on here. But um, you have to allow God to teach you what love really is. Now, will, will you lose some people? Yes, you will. Will you gain some people? Yes, you will. Will people even come back? Maybe. But you got to want to love you. You got to want to love you more than you want love from that person. Mm, let me say it again. You got to love you. More than you want love from that person. Because that person is not equipped to give you what you're looking for. They're not. They can't do it. You have to start going off by yourself. And truly falling in love with the father as he teaches you how to love yourself. Because that's when you get into like a codependent situation. Now we two broken people together trying to make something work. But nothing's working because we both just codependent on each other. Don't want that. God wants to give you love. He wants you to experience his love. And then once you are fully submitted to him, he wants you to he wants to send love to you. True love. Because he's going to love you through that person. Is that person going to be perfect? No. But the God in them is going to love you so deeply. Trust God. It's so scary, right, when you got to... I did not know we was going here. Because listen, but we here now. It's... um, You know, when you got to like... How I want to say this? When God... Is calling you off by yourself is not punishment. It's not punishment when you see yourself in a place where you feel isolated. That loneliness is only deceiving you. Right? It is the bomb.com to be by yourself. To be dependent on somebody else to love you, that is so hard to do. Because they human beings fall short. I I fall short. But God, God wants you to come to Him and be willing to be vulnerable, to be intimate, to tell Him what is on your mind, because He knows. He just wants you to speak it so you can receive freedom from it. He already knows. He knows what you've been through. He knows how it hurt you. He knows how it affected you. He knows how it changed your mindset. He understands it all. And that's why he just wants you to come to him. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden with burdens. He said, take my yoke upon you. He said, allow me to teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. He said, and then you will find the rest for your soul. You will find rest in him. You're not going to find rest in nobody else around you. 
Listen, you might come on this podcast and you might enjoy it. You might feel peace. You might feel the favor of God. You might get hope. But guess what? It's not me. It's God. Listen, I couldn't do this in my own effort. I couldn't. I need God. That's who, who who this is about. That's who I built this altar for. That is who I allowed to use me. That is who is speaking to you when you come on here. It's God. It's not me. I'm just a willing vessel. I'm just obedient to what he tells me to come do. He tells me, go, go do this word. And then I yield to him. And God wants to do that work in your life. He wants you to yield to him. To slow down. Take it easy. Allow me to show you. Because God wants to give you things. But he doesn't want it to be your master. He wants you to reign over what he has given you. He wants to give you this blessing with no sorrow to it. But he sees you heavy laden in sorrows. In bitterness. In turmoil. In resentment. In jealousy. In envy. He sees it. And he wants to remove it. This when you feel like you be you facing delays, when you feel like you're facing hindrances, when you feel like you're face, facing these different circumstances, it's time to take a reflect on the inside and say, What have I allowed? What doors have I opened? Mm, listen, listen. I know it was going there, but listen, God, he took it there. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. We harvest what we plant. Not only are you eating the fruits of your flesh, but you're feeding it to your children. You're feeding it to your husband. You're feeding it to your family, like your, your, like your, you know, your extended family. You're feeding it to your coworkers. You're feeding it to your boss. You're feeding it to the, the, the person that just walked past you in the store you gave a stank look to. You're feeding them that fruit that you have ate. And it's at that moment, their eyes were open and suddenly they felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover their, themselves. When the cool evening breeze were blowing, the man and the wife heard the Lord. God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. When you in that 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 fallen place, like because <laughs> I, I, we are in a fallen place. So I have to I'm I gotta word this. Lord, give me the words that you want me to word this. When you are in a place of shame from your past, when you are in a place of sin. When you are in your flesh, you tend to run from God. Can I can I give you a testimony? Um, hmm. Sexual sin. We're gonna go there because that's the most powerful one, child. When you are in sexual sin and you're trying to have a relationship with God, right? When you fall into that sin, you feel so filthy. You feel like you're not even worthy to speak to him. You run away from him because you're like, you don't, I know you don't want me. That's trauma. That's a trauma response. 
because that's how you've been treated all your life. You, you've been treated like that. You've made mistakes and people have told you, don't talk to me. People have isolated you. People have, have, um, ignored you. People play mind games with you. So now you're coming into your relationship with God with baggage. It's time to strip this thing off of you. And you got to come to God bearing all. He wants you there. He, 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 he's going to ask you, why are you ashamed of your nakedness? Why are you ashamed to come to me? Why, why, don't you, why don't you trust that I love you? God wants you to come to him regardless. Regardless. Man may judge you, but Jesus is the judge child like the woman caught in the act of adultery they threw her out in front of the crowd can you imagine how embarrassing that was and they ain't bring the person she was messing with we don't even know if she was the married one or if the person she was with was the married one only her she got singled out can you imagine how she felt everybody knowing what you did people just seeing the shame on you but Jesus, but Jesus, he asked her, where are your accusers? Can they connect? Are they condemning you? And she was like, no. And he was like, okay, go and sin no more. Oh my God. I just love him so deeply because like that is just so beautiful how he even removes the accusers. Can't nobody condemn you. He said, you shall silence every voice that rises up to condemn you, to accuse you. You should silence it because you are free in Christ. We're not eating the fruits of our flesh no more. We, we, we have an appetite for the spirit. Remember when Jesus said, listen, I got a nourishment that you know nothing of. He said, he, listen, his, his nourishment, what he eats, comes from doing the will of his father. And that's how you got to have this mindset. Like, listen, all that good, all, all that's good, yeah, so good. But I'm going to do the will of my father. You can choose to stay here in this sunken place and bitterness and turmoil, but I'm going to go do the will of my father. And that's what's going to give me true nourishment. I can't find the peace I'm looking for in this situation. I can't find find a way to to be kind and I'm so full of rage at what happened. I need to go get healing. I have all these 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 trauma these trauma cues or whatever they call it. What's it called? Them trauma responses. I have all these trauma responses and I don't want to be this person no more. I want to be a new creation in Christ. Listen, child, if that's you today, I encourage you to give your life to the Lord. Admit to God that you are a sinner and that you need to be saved. Ask him to come into your heart and begin to renew your mind and and have you become a new creation in him. Because that's what his heart desire is for you, is for you to become a new creation in him. You don't have to be ashamed. The Lord removed that woman's shame. 
<laughs> she went off. She went off. Uh, what do I want to say? Redeemed. He validated her. He knew deeply even to why she was caught in the act. He understood it. He seen the root. God knew deeply what was going on. Don't be ashamed. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes God's going to have you come out to the crowd. And he wants you to testify to his goodness. He wants to t- wants people to understand why you were like that. And you have to be healed to be able to do what he is calling you to do. Your testimony is going to set captives free. Prisoners are going to be released, but you need to get this healing. And listen, let me tell you something. It don't take long to get healed. <laughs> I don't know if I told you it takes forever to get healed. No, it don't. Jesus said, do you believe? Do you believe I can do this? Do you believe I can heal you? Do you believe it? Tell about what you believe. Your healing is dependent upon your faith. Because we see the woman with the issue of blood. She didn't care how many people was around. She didn't care who was in front of her. Her faith, she had that crowd-busting faith that, listen, I ain't, I'm going to go get that him, child. He don't even got to touch me. If I touch him, I'm going to be healed. It's your mindset. The people that lowered the, the, the paralyzed man down, his friends. His friends ripped the roof off. They said, listen, we coming to you. You going to see us. (laughs) It's all about how hungry you are. How hungry are you? Mm, Because we talking about fruit. How hungry are you? All what you have been through is leading you right to him. It's getting you right to him. I'm telling you, it's getting you right to him. And I'm telling you today, who the sun says free is free indeed. Okay? They said, it says they, they heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Jesus is so down to earth and humble. <laughs> yes, I said Jesus because who else you think was walking around? So, <laughs> so like... Just for him to be like, where are you? But like, Lord, you know exactly where I am. Like, you know where I'm at. Mm, And you can even take that to right now. The Lord is saying, where are you? Look around. Look at your life. Where are you at? Look how things is happening around you. Look how your life is. Where are you? Why have you gone so far away from me? Why do you continue to hide from me? Why do you continue to cover your sins up? He said, why won't you just come to me? Where are you? Mm. When are you going to stop being ashamed? When are you going to allow me to heal you? When are you going to allow me to have a conversation with you? When are you going to stop running from me? Oh, God, listen, Jesus, he good. When? He said, when? I want to talk to you. I want to heal you. I don't want to see you broken. I don't want to see you living like this. I don't want to see you settling. I don't want you to be hurt. When are you going to stop running away from me? 
Mm. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you to hide from me? Who told you to be ashamed? Who told you that I didn't want to see you? Who told you you had to hide from me? Who told you that? Who told you? Who made you feel like, I don't want you? Who told you that you were too far gone? Who told you? He said, listen, the Lord God asked, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? He said, did you eat of your flesh? Did you eat from that? Did you allow temptation to overtake you? Did you? The Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? Oh, wait, 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 wait we got to go back up. The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Women, 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 women. We got to take accountability because it's what you feed in your man. Don't just put the blame on him. It's what you feeding him. If, you, if you're not making yourself worthy of respect, he's not going to treat you with respect. You're not feeding that to him. If you are indulging in sexual sins, you're not feeding him self-control. If you cussing him out, you're not feeding him kindness. If you get aggravated and impatient and, and you just got an attitude because he ain't doing the things you want. You ain't feeding him gentleness. You're not feeding him patience. You're not feeding him joy. You're not feeding him that. So why are you expecting him to do something other than what you were feeding him? What, what, are, you, what are you expecting out of this? What you're you're feeding him what he's giving back to you. Eve ate it, Adam ate it. And guess what happened when Adam ate it? That's when the sin entered. The repercussions came from Adam eating it, but it was what Eve gave him. What are you giving to the people around you? If your kids don't know how to act, what are you feeding your kids? Are you allowing your kids to go on social media and just Run them up. Just be on social media. Are you allowing your kids to see you cussing people out and acting crazy? Are you allowing your kids to just watch anything on TV? Are you allowing your kids just to hang out with anybody and go to anybody's house? What are you feeding your kids? You're letting your child. It's like it's like if you eat a raw piece of chicken and you let your child take a bite. And then now you got salmonella and E. coli and all that. And then you sitting at the hospital like, I don't understand how... They got sick and I got sick. Because you ate it raw. You you didn't cook it. It wasn't good. All that bacteria and stuff was on it. So now you sitting there like dealing with the repercussions of the actions of what you gave them. You fed it to them. You allowed your child to eat it. You having a hard time at work. And, and, and nobody want to deal with you. Or you just feel like you ain't being heard, but you you in work representing yourself the wrong way. You in work cussing people out. You in work telling people what you will and won't do. You at work not working unto the Lord. And then you're expecting to receive good fruit. You're not. You're going to receive death and decay. You are going to harvest what you plant. You have the power of life and death in your tongue. 
And let me tell you something. Sometimes you just got to be silent, okay? Because that tongue is lethal. Period. The Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, see, now listen, we had Adam blame Eve. Eve blamed the serpent. But what God wants you to understand is everybody got to take accountability. Everybody need to take accountability. Eve, you wanted it because you wanted the wisdom that you thought you was getting. Adam, you just was disobedient because I told you what to do. And the serpent, he just did what a serpent's supposed to do, deceive you. Like, he just did what you're supposed to do. So, really, like, that's why we read his punishment. I mean, yeah, he got punished. But, like, he was doing what a serpent was supposed to do. Listen to what the Lord said. It says, then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed from all the animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman. And between your offsprings and her offsprings, he will strike your head and you will strike his heel. The, then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pains of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. Everybody got their own punishment. But God was strict on Adam. He said, because you you did what I commanded you not to do, it's, the ground's cursed because of you. So, women, I need you to take that into perspective because your husbands, because I really feel that about husbands, hus- your husband is the head, right? But you are feeding him. What are you feeding him? Yeah, your house can be cursed because of your husband because he's not being the head and all that, yes. Sin enter, can enter in. But what are you feeding him? Are you submitting? Are you praying for him? Are you interceding for him? Are you reading the word with him? Are you, are you doing your part? Are you making sure that the children are being um, productive and they're not just on the the TVs and these iPads and stuff all day. What are you doing? What 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 are you what part are you playing? Don't sit here and blame that devil because he not getting all the clout that he be getting. Like it don't be him. It be what you wanted to do. You don't feel like getting up and taking that baby out. So you let the iPad watch that baby. You don't feel like letting that baby go outside and run around. So you put them in front of the TV and whatever that baby is absorbing into their body, that's what that's what they eating. So then when when they tearing up the house, what did you expect? Now your man coming home, the house messed up, now y'all arguing. But you got to take accountability. You didn't feel like getting up. You didn't feel like cleaning up. You didn't feel like cooking dinner. You didn't feel like it. It wasn't about what, what the enemy tempted you to do. It was about what you wanted to do. He can't make you do anything that you don't want to do. She said the serpent deceived me, but it shouldn't even have been about what the serpent said. It should have been about what the what God said and her submitting herself under what God commanded. She didn't do that. She didn't do that. She didn't submit herself under God. She wanted it. So she went after it. So I need you to begin to take accountability for how things is going in your household in your life. I need you to take accountability for it. 
listen, we all, we all have a story to tell. I understand. We all have been through things. I get it. I get it. But when are you going to grow? When are you going to ascend? When are you going to want better? Are you going to remain bitter or are you going to get better? He said, all your life you will, will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust and dust you will return. Then the man Adam named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live. Mm, the mother of all who live. Ain't that deep? Like, because I'm alive. Everybody alive. But listen. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. And the Lord God said, look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life and eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the garden of Eden. And he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the garden of Eden. And he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. But can I tell you today that God is inviting you back into Eden? Mm, and I can I can prove it to you. I can prove to you that God is inviting you back into Eden. Remember, he banished them because if, you, if they reach out, they are going to be able to be like us. Like, they're going to be living forever. They're going to be eternal. He said they will live forever, right? I want to take you to, I believe it's Revelations chapter 20. Because God is inviting you back into Eden today. Yes, you made mistakes. Yes, you you did all that. Um, wait, no, no, no. I think it's Revelations chapter three, maybe. Hold on. I figure out which one it is, you or maybe it's chapter one. Give me a second. Um. Hold on really quick for you. Okay, fam. So it's Revelations 2 and 7. This is how I could prove to you that God is inviting you back into Eden. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Anyone with ears to hear... God said he would give you the fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. It's the fruit of his spirit, child. That is how you experience life. (laughs) He's bringing you back into Eden, back into his presence. Will you receive this invitation today? There's no more weeping. Okay, it's time for joy. It's time for peace. The lamb is here and he is ready to make his home with you. No longer will you need the sun to give you light in the day and the moon to give you light at night. No, the Lord Jesus Christ is your light. Will you receive this invitation today back into the presence of God? I'm going to take it, child, because I'm going. I don't know about you, but I'm going. 
Listen to what it says in Revelations 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. That's what we're on our way to, fans. We're on our way right there. Are you going to eat the fruits? What are you going to eat? Because you're going to harvest what you plant, okay? I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to let you go. Father God, <clears throat> excuse me, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, first I want to just thank you, Father God. I want to praise you because you are worthy of every praise that flows from my mouth, Father God. You are the, the King of all kings, Lord, and the Lord of all lords, Father God. I thank you for your magnificence, Father. I thank you for your splendor, Lord. I thank you for your glory, Father God. I thank you that you have a plan for each and every one of our lives, Father God. I thank you for this this fruit that you are giving us, Father. Lord, I'm just praying for your child receiving this word, that she begins to multiply the fruits that you have given her, Father God. That is a command from you. You told us to be fruitful and multiply. Lord, I pray that her fruits begin to multiply, Father God, that she increases in wisdom, that she increases in stature, Father God, that she increases in favor, Father God, in the name of Jesus, and that her life shall produce plenty of fruit, Father God. I pray that she begins to be ripe for the plucking, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that people begin to, to eat of the fruits that you have have placed within her, Father God. I pray that you just continue to cultivate her, Father God, to be able to display her to the nations that you have set forth, Father God, today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I just want to thank you, Father God, for this child receiving this word. I thank you for her testimony. I thank you that souls will be saved, Father God. I thank you that you are the head of her life, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that she just comes into full submission of you, Father God, that she allows you to lead her, Lord, that she allows you to flow through her, Father God, that your will will be done in her life, Father God. I decree and declare today that your will shall be done in her life today, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, take possession of her life, Father God. Take possession of her life and allow her to dwell with you, Lord. Allow her to be with you, Father God. Allow her to begin to ascend to higher heights, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Allow her to receive life, Father God, and life more abundantly starting today, Father God. Allow her life to become unrecognizable, Father God, that she will have to reveal who she is like Joseph did. Joseph was so abundant, Lord. You gave him so, such abundance, such, such favor that he was unrecognizable. Give that to your child. Receiving this word. Lord, I just want to give your name all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, family, family. I'm going to let you go. I just pray that this word has blessed you. I pray that, you know, you just go with your father. Like, go with your father. He wants you. He waiting for you. Okay. So I love you guys so, 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 so much. But let's not forget, 
that most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.